Yeah, that's great stuff there. Local music. That is Justin Ra. Speaking of local music, don't forget about our show coming up Saturday. That's in two nights. That is incredible that our show is in two nights. It's awesome. It Katie is awesome. and I, uh, our band, uh, Tony Colombo and the North County Sound Machine, playing Saturday night at Westport Playhouse, a show with 100% of the proceeds going to Thrive St. Louis, which is amazing, and uh, is thanks to our sponsors, Weber, Chevrolet, and Gutter Pros. It's our band, along with our buddy Mark Close from KC95 and his band, Closest Quarters, and Lenny Mank. We will be playing, and there's going to be some other special guests and surprises, and it's just going to be a great party and tickets are just $15, and again, 100% of the proceeds go to Thrive St. Louis. So if you're looking for a fun night of music, just a party atmosphere, music from across different decades, but a lot of sing-alongs, a lot of rock and roll, it's going to be just a, a, a party. And uh, you can join us Saturday night, Westport Playhouse in the Westport Plaza. Uh, go to westportplay.com to get your tickets now. And again, a big thank you to Weber Chevrolet and Gutter Pros for sponsoring this event and allowing us to have an awesome, great party celebration of local music and be able to give all of the proceeds to Thrive St. Louis. Again, westportplay.com. We hope to see you out there on Saturday night. Uh, amazing stuff. And that uh, last two segments with Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks. Um, we are supposed to talk to Dr. Randy Tobler at this time. We are working on getting him connected. Uh, Dr. Tobler, of course, you can hear every Saturday morning here on News Talk STL, but he's also the morning show host in Columbia and the Eagle in, in Columbia, Missouri. So hopefully we can get connected with Doc here in a few minutes. And, uh, cause I'd like to, I'd like to know what other parts of the state are feeling. Oh, about yeah. This. Oh, if it's sure. being covered differently, if there's a different, Opinion, if there's different mm-hmm. momentum from one side or the other, um, because here in in our area, it definitely seems like you know there's a there's a a, a established opinion of yeah. you know the 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 traditional institutionalized system is upset with the Missouri Freedom Caucus coming in and. Shaking things up, as Justin started his interview with, yes, saying this is what happens when you shake things up. So I wonder how, if that is the same coverage uh, in, in Columbia, other parts of the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll work on getting Doc uh, connected here because not only <clears throat> does Doc have a full time morning show and a Saturday morning show here on News Talk SDL, he's also a practicing physician. Yeah, so <laughs> got his hands full. He's a busy. He yeah. is a busy, busy man. Anything in that conversation um, from Justin stand out to you? I mean, I it, I think it's so great <clears throat> that for once, guys like Justin Sparks and Nick Schroer and our very own Tim Jones and and and, and the people that are involved in the Missouri Freedom Caucus are shining a light on what has caused so mm-hmm. many frustrations and so many d- delays or failures of the Republican Party in the last several years. I think it's a a really good thing to note that Justin, Bill Eigel, Tim Jones, Nick Schroer, 
all of them don't care about a parking space. It's petty behavior, like we talked with Rodney Boyd about. Like, it is something to, like, fume about, Mm -hmm. especially because it is a personal choice that was made. But Justin brought up something very significant, and that is those kinds of things, the materialistic things, big office, nice window, cool parking spot, seem to matter more in the Senate than they might in the House. And to me, I guess because I don't go to Jeff City often, I guess it's because I don't visit the Capitol really as much as Tim Jones and Chris and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It's interesting to hear that kind of inside knowledge to say the place that is supposed to be this cooling mat and the place that is supposed to be even keel leveled are maybe is maybe the place that cares more about those materialistic things. And therefore, when they strip someone of that, they take it away from a house member thinking it's going to do damage. It only emboldens maybe a Justin Sparks uh-huh. to to react and say, don't give a rip. I don't give a rip about a parking space. That's not what I'm here for. Uh-huh. So I th- that learning more about the internal conflicts that are going on within our party, unfortunately, I think is going to be a really, really part of what's happening yeah, this year. Yeah, and it's and it's different from other years, other periods of time where the voices that maybe tried to shine a light on this, they were suppressed. And now with the formation of the Freedom Caucus, there is a group that is, you know, uh, standing together to not back down to, you know, the lobbyists and the special interests and all the things that Justin was talking about. So uh, great conversation there uh, with Missouri State Representative and Missouri Freedom Caucus member Justin Sparks. If you missed any of it, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Columbo and Katie podcast, available on basically every podcast platform. So if you're subscribed, you never miss anything that happens here on the show. I think we have Doc on the line mm-hmm. now. Dr. Randy Tobler is uh, with us. Doc, um Boy, you were on the you were right on the uh, cutting edge of this. I was listening to your show this past Saturday morning, and you had Senator Bill Eigel on, and you were talking about these things that uh, these these this division in the party, and then uh, you know a couple of days later, everything exploded. So uh, you were having this conversation before it even hit the uh, uh, hit the headlines. So pretty amazing stuff, Doc. Uh, thanks for your time and. Um, uh, yeah, my pleasure. How you? How? What are you? We we just had an incredible conversation with uh, Justin Sparks, Representative uh, Sparks. What is the? What is the feeling? What is your feeling on this? And what is the the feeling in Mid Missouri uh, about this? Yeah. I know what the temperature in St. Louis is, but um, uh, you know what are you, what are you hearing from from it, your it, listeners there? I think it depends who you ask. Yeah. People that are involved in the legislative process and have been before there was a Freedom Caucus. Uh, at least the the the, iterate, the new iteration of the Freedom Caucus are scratching their heads because there are people. I mean, I had Cindy O'Loughlin on my program in Columbia. Uh, well, not, yeah, she was on the other day, and then mm-hmm. after this happened, Caleb. Well, she was on Tuesday, mm. and then when this all happened, Caleb Rowden was on the program yesterday, and. Their story is a lot different. And look, I, full disclosure here, uh, I worked very closely with Cindy O'Loughlin. I know her well mm-hmm. um, for years when I was running the hospital up in, and I was, a, I was a, a, her constituent in the district up there. You won't find a person of higher integrity than Cindy O'Loughlin. So, Doc, Caleb, that's... that's... Caleb, 
and and you won't find a higher person of integrity than Bill Igo from what I know of him. But there are people that are saying that. Look, here's what I'm hearing from one side. I don't know how to calibrate this anymore. I'm 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 losing sleep over this, man. I spend a lot of time staring at the ceiling because, yes, we all want to get things done. But yes, there is a standard order uh, process of order. Caleb Rowden told us yesterday that of the six, this was as of Monday afternoon. I'm sorry, Tuesday afternoon. He said the Senate's been in session 16 hours, and 15 and a half of them have been uh, the floor has been held by uh, Freedom Caucus members. With the implication being, how can we get business done when people are insisting on having it their way instead of the way the Senate order is? Yeah, and, and so I'm I'm betwixt and between. I mean, I I, uh, I I've talked to people that I'm very close with, sources inside the various offices down there. People are scratching their heads. It's like we want to get something done. Look, I suspect that part of the, I mean, part of the allegations that are going around. The, the O'Loughlin and, and Rowden, and I think the majority of the GOP conference, it's a majority, are saying, look, we, we want, they're not saying it directly, but here's what's implicit. We think that people are creating obstruction and wanting to push these things through outside the usual processes because there's political hay to be made. Mm. So basically creating an obstruction to claim that other people's are creating those obstructions so I can get elected. That's that's the summary. That see that and that's and good, super interesting. And good people on Bill's side are saying, Well, what the hell? Why can't we get something done? And and I, I you know the the political observer of me says, wait a minute, if it Cindy O'Laughlin wants education choice Caleb Rowden wants education choice more than anyone I know. Everyone wants IP reform. Everyone wants tax reform. Everyone wants what everyone wants, but it seems like unless it's maybe one way, it's possible that it could be that because a particular IP may be on the Freedom Caucus agenda or a particular education choice, if that doesn't pass, nothing else is acceptable. Is that a possibility? I don't know. I don't know to that level of the weeds. I'm as confused as the rest of mm-hmm. I don't know the answer. No, but that but I'm glad you I'm glad you bring that up because that we haven't been able to to speak to somebody like Caleb Rowden or Cindy O'Laughlin like you have. So, you know, it, it it's it, it's, it's hard to get the whole story. At eight ten on Saturday morning. Oh, that's Cindy's beautiful. Be Everybody needs to tune in uh, for that for sure this Saturday morning. Because one thing I do know, Doc, and and I know, and I and I think that you you will agree. And it was really as we're all now that this is all under the the microscope, and you're realizing just how bad it is. We've all talked about the frustrations of a a state with a supermajority of Republicans. That can't get conservative bills and policies across the finish line year after year. And then we're talking about Susie Moore's incredible article in Red State today. I didn't realize that. I I mean, I knew that the constitutional amendment process is a mess and needs to be fixed. I didn't realize that the Missouri Constitution had has 119 amendments. I mean, that is insane. I didn't realize until talking with Justin Sparks a few moments ago that every every controversial big conservative bill that has passed the in the last couple of years all have sunset clauses because that's the only by putting a, a you know like by making it temporary essentially is the only way to get things done so when when you learn all of that 
and you and you and you kind of know that it, already that there's a big problem with the system and the way that it's been run then it's hard to not go you're right we do need to change things that maybe yeah maybe we're not following the system but maybe the system is the problem and and you know i think that that is the i think that that is the the frustration and the root of a lot of this division and a lot of this animosity and i don't know like you said you know it, 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 there's a different story between between uh, depending on what side you talk to but it uh, it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like we're in a good place for any kind of um, no. uh, productive uh, well, I mean, session. It, you know, as I understand it, the way the process goes is the bills are referred to committees. Committees hash out many different versions of a particular issue, conservative issue. There's, I, we, we heard from Caleb Rowden yesterday that there were, I'm sorry, Cindy O'Loughlin said that there had been, I think it was 12 IP reform bills were in committee. There were uh, 20 tax bills, 30 some other bills, uh, education. I mean, it was, I, I think bills are getting done. Now, look, I am I have been critical to Caleb Brown's and Cindy O'Loughlin's, not face, but ear, because it's been over the phone <laughs> yeah. on, on the air. And it's like, hey, I think we can all agree that it makes no sense with a session that's four four months long to wait till this last minute week at the last week and this is this predates them this yeah. is going on for decades. this has gone on forever yeah why, why does every what are the senators doing that they can't get their business done and get some of the big issues done and done before the last week or day or hour of the session yeah that i mean that's i don't write i don't start writing my term papers when i was in school well maybe once i did the <laughs> night before it's due well, and Doc, another question. Another question. You're exactly right. Why does it? Why does nothing get done until the last week? And specifically with, uh, you could pick out multiple topics, but specifically with the constitutional amendment uh, process, everybody, everybody I've ever talked to has said that it's a problem and it needs to be reformed. It seems like that's low hanging fruit, mm. but, uh, but. According to, uh, you know, according to the each side, you know, we are everybody's publicly on the same team, but then behind closed doors, somebody's always moving the goalposts. Well, but let me let's let's look at this in a different way. And yeah, look, please. you're talking to a guy whose heart and soul live in St. Louis to this day, mm -hmm. but physically, and part of my brain and soul and heart, mm -hmm. uh, you know, lives in Columbia and has lived in rural Missouri. Yeah. There is this metro rural tension, and yeah. I think that may account for some of it. I'm respectful of the fact that we have great population centers, one of them my hometown, St. Louis, um, and the other a, a grand American city, uh, Kansas City, which happens to be the home of the present Super Bowl champs, right? Um, so we have to be respectful that we have, you know, a state that's interesting, heavily rural and at the same time heavily uh, um, urban, urban yeah. and suburban, right? Yeah. So I think some of that's going on. I think that a lot of times uh, rural legislators feel as though, um, and, and and this I'm not I'm not speaking for the rural legislators, but what I've heard, and sort of what what you read between the lines is rural legislators feel as though they're often strong armed by the by the other people to doing things that that really hurt rural Missouri, and. And if they would be a little more compromising on some of these bills, and I don't know which particular ones, to include a consideration of rural Missouri's needs, maybe that would work. One of the criticisms, one of the specific criticisms, because it's always, we can talk in generalities, one of the specific criticisms that I've heard waged at the Freedom Caucus is, 
uh, Senator Hoskins, for instance, mm-hmm. and he's, he represents a lot of the rural area down here, right? He he held out, and apparently there was a lot of stuff because of the the, what the, the, the slot machine bill. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And, and but I guess that's I mean that I guess that's he got that passed or he got one bill passed that was a slot machine bill hasn't been able to get much else passed. I have to ask myself the question when you look at there's eighteen there's twenty what twenty four twenty five uh, Republican senators right twenty four I guess why is it that the Freedom Caucus is in the minority and the rest of those senators you talk to them sit down talk to them they're as conservative as anyone in the Freedom Caucus they're conservative why is it Mary Elizabeth Coleman, if I remember, wasn't she invited? Wasn't she sponsored by the Freedom Caucus? But yet, she's sort of distanced herself, from what I can tell. I don't know. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the previous, but yeah, you're right. I and think she wasn't. Yeah, and not, she wasn't taken off of the. If she is a member of the Freedom Caucus, she's not taken off of the committee assignment. Nick Schroer hasn't been beat up in the the purge that happened the other day. Yeah, but that Nick the the reason that Nick it, the reason that Senator Schroer's um, leadership position wasn't stripped is because that particular committee that he's on, uh, that is that leadership is voted on by the committee, oh, and it can't be ca- Caleb Rod. It, 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 it's not the same control over other committees. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of you, you know there's just so many Checkers. variables, <laughs> and in each specific instance is so is so different. I don't so. know. You know, <clears throat> look, I, I I know Caleb fairly well. Um, it, you may know Caleb has his roots in Christian in Christian music. I mean, he, he was a professional Christian music singer. He's mm-hmm. he's not an evil person. And I think that it's difficult when you're in a leadership position. You're trying to satisfy elected officials that represent constituencies that are different. Not everyone is as red meat eating conservative as the St. Charles O'Fallon area, which I love. I love the people that listen to our program and listen to our station and are, you know, hard right in all the right ways. But there are other conservative, there's different brands of conservatism and there's different levels. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've talked about it before. I I don't think Nikki Haley is an evil person. She's just not as conservative as Donald Trump. But by God, she's better than anyone else. Better than Joe Biden. I'd like to see see both sides. The bottom line is I'd like to see both sides get in a room with a moderator. And and mm-hmm. and someone just say, hey, let's 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 just keep the, the the tone down. Let's stop the name calling. I know there was a lot said about the name calling the other day. Um, and I yeah. plan I, if Bill will come on my show. I hope Bill will come on next week on my program in Columbia. He was on last week in St. Louis, and 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 yeah. Cindy will be on this week in St. Louis, and and that'll be great. I'd love to hear it on News Talk to see what he's, what she's going to say. But um, you know, I I, I think that. It would it, the name calling thing is what gets me. Okay, so Caleb used the word swamp creatures the other day. I wish he wouldn't have used that word. Mm-hmm. If I recall, the first name calling that went across the bow was certain senators calling other senators rhinos. That's name calling. Yeah, I mean, there's and been I, and, and you know, there's been Missouri Clown Caucus. You know, yeah. there's been all kinds of. You're, you're right. Doc, that's my fear, and unfortunately, we're just about out of time here, Doc. But that's my fear is that is what, exactly what you said. It's gotten to a level. With name calling and yeah, it's it's it's, it's it's so personal now, and it's so personal that they can't even be in the same room together. And if they can't even be in the same room together, there's no we're we're miles away from talking about the business of the state. And so I hope they find a a, a way, a, a, you know, a, a way to 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 get 
in the same room and to have some type of I conversation. I, I'm fond of both. I'm fond of people on both sides yeah. of the ledger. Um, I just I, I I hope that neither side has burnt bridges because I got a feeling either side thinks the other side has burnt bridges. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we're going to. It's manage. tough. Yeah, we need a new infrastructure bill. No kidding. No kidding. Well, I I will say <laughs> it again. Make sure you're tuned in Saturday morning to the Randy Tobler show. You said eight ten for uh Cineo Laughlin's uh, appearance because I know that that is uh you know that side is is mm-hmm. is not one that we've been able to uh hear as much from here on the on on News Talk SDL so I I I'll be listening and I and I hope uh many others are as well and uh really appreciate the insight especially from you know other part another part of the state because like you said it, it, it's it, there's different feelings in different areas and um you know, this is a statewide big picture issue, and so we want to capture as much of that as we can. Oh, uh, there he goes, Dr. Yeah, Randy Tobler. Mad about it. The phone knew he was. The, the phone knew that we were time. late for break. So, uh, great stuff there from Doc. Uh, we'll uh, wrap up that conversation. I know Katie has a, a few more thoughts, and so do I. Uh, also, I want to get into some uh, uh, other headlines before we wrap things up today. Uh, interesting story about uh, the about ring doorbell videos and uh, law enforcement. It's. Mm. I want to run this. I just want to run this by you to okay. see what your opinion is on this. So um, we got to get to a, a few other topics as we uh, finish up this Thursday afternoon on Columbo and Katie. For podcasts, articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on 1019 News Talk STL. Man, we're used to drama in politics, but we're used to the, the worst of it coming out of Washington, D.C. But man, I feel like this show has flown, flown by. by. Oh my gosh. With all of that great information from... Representative Justin Sparks in the last hour and then just a moment ago with Dr. Randy Tobler just really exploring and finally digging into the reasons what's really happening and what's behind this situation in Jeff City It's it- within the... Missouri Republican Party. And I have to say, there's probably people in the audience that disagree with Dr. Tobler, but it's a it's a perfect point to prove that there are relationships that have been built with Sydney, maybe with Caleb Browden, that bring a different type of understanding to the table. And those are discussions that Dr. Randy Tobler has had in Columbia, but also outside of that. Where he get, I mean, he has a different perspective, and mm-hmm. and and if you heard him, he said, almost, I'm a rock in a hard place. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do about that. And it it was it was a great interview. I just have to say kudos to Dr. Randy Tobler. Yeah, and and while I am a, a a big fan of the things that are being said by people like Justin Sparks and Senator Nick Schroer, yes. both members of the Missouri. Freedom Caucus, there are still two sides to every story, and we're trying very hard to yes. get, you know, some of the, the the leadership on the other side of this issue on the show, and hopefully we can do that. And uh, Dr. Tobler will have uh, Senator Cindy O'Laughlin on his show this Saturday morning, and so I, I recommend you tune in for that. I know I certainly will be. 
A couple other of stories that I want to touch on uh, before we run out of time today. This one will uh, this one would remind you that you know like uh, the 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 ridiculous political uh, drama is not uh, is not just shifted to Missouri. It's still happening in in Washington D.C. today. Kareem Jean Pierre took a victory lap, touting Biden, touting Joe Biden's putting equity at the center of his economic approach Mm. has been the reason for success. This is absolutely ridiculous. White House Press Secretary Krijan Pierre insisted today that American consumers are feeling better about the economy because President Biden has put equity at the center. She was being interviewed on CNN, and uh, there's a new report out that shows that people are feeling better about the economy, which is also very Look, when you're all, when you're as low as you can possibly be, yeah, there's nowhere to go but up. So people feeling a little better about the economy does not mean that they are happy with the economy. And this idea, look, the equity identity politics that the economy that's not related to the economy. No, it isn't. <laughs> it's not. You can't shove racism into every issue when it doesn't have any business in but they they get a positive report and they try to spin it with some ridiculous statement like putting uh putting identity at the center of the economic issue is why we're having some success you know i saw a report from I believe it was um, an ABC anchor, maybe C- CBS anchor, that was working the ground floor, and he was speaking with some of his colleagues. Basically, oh, it's CBS, CBS News anchor. He was on the he was on the floor talking about different things with different people, kind of doing a man on the street type of gig. And after he was done interviewing some folks at a grocery store, they were telling him, at least from his account, how dramatically different and how sad they are about this economy and and even though in his recollection of these accounts he said that these people are like okay maybe i have a couple of dollars more in my bank account okay maybe i can pay off my car finally but the truth of the matter is i'm sitting here talking to you at the grocery store and meet high Milk, high. Eggs, high. Baby food, high. Everything at the grocery store is outrageously high. Mm -hmm. And therefore, the few extra dollars maybe that I made this year are all going to my groceries. And the grocery bill is $200 instead of $100. And the CBS anchor was blown away at this at these interviews that he was uh, like culminating throughout the day with these normal people. He couldn't believe that people were saying... Yeah, economy. Not happy. We're still sad about the economy. Yeah. We're still sad about where we are today. Isn't it so funny when elite, the elite media or politicians talk to real people and they're shocked that they're not okay with the government running their life? What do you mean you're not okay with the government being involved in your school districts? And what do you mean you're not you're not okay with uh, you know the policy at the like? They talk to real people and they just can't understand why anybody is disagreeing with them. It's it's uh, <laughs> it, it's it happens all the time, and uh, I'm sure we'll see a lot more of that this year. Uh, we might get into this story a little bit tomorrow because it's one of those things you know we just ran out of time today. But it, a headline caught my eye today: ring doorbells 
are 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 changing their policy. Ring is owned by Amazon, by the way, if that matters for anybody. They're changing their policy and they will now no longer allow police departments to request doorbell camera footage from users. Why? Citing privacy concerns. So, yeah. Yeah. So in a blog post last night, Ring said it will sunset the request for assistance tool, which allows police departments and other public safety agencies to request request and receive video captured by the doorbell cameras through Ring's neighbors app. Um, there's more details here, but now the only way that a police that a police department could get that information is with a warrant and to get the video. I'm a from big Ring? privacy. I, I the the biggest stay out of my business privacy advocate there could possibly be but i mean i guess unless your cameras are in your house i could see like I the in-house oh, cameras yeah, totally can see that but why if there's like if there's if there was a crime committed across the street i'm give I'm, i want to give them the footage so yeah, they can find you, the person could be captured on your ring doorbell camera and the police could say okay hey, can we see that footage like it's interesting it just Again, there's a bit deeper conversation here that we don't have time for, but it's it it's it it stood out to me as like a why why would you not want what's the benefit to keeping that information away from We've seen so much footage captured of people home intruders possible mm-hmm. kidnappings kids going up to ring doorbells saying I missed the bus or someone dropped me off at the wrong place it has been nothing but beneficial for law enforcement to have those kinds yeah. of cameras to help or just something as simple as like a car that drove by totally at a certain time and they're able to line it up with like oh that was this car and we can prove that this person time was not date. where they were it has nothing to do with your privacy or your no but yeah. inside the house no, I totally yeah, understand and that yeah for sure and it, it, absolutely for sure but interesting interesting that this is happening now yeah and Ring is changing their policy as of now and didn't they didn't provide the reason they just said for privacy concerns mm. and have not and have not elaborated on what that means in any way. Anyway, thought it was a super interesting development and uh, something that I will continue to keep an eye on. All right, that's going to do it for us this afternoon. Colombo and Katie back tomorrow at 2. In the meantime, make sure you are subscribed to our podcast. Today's show is a big reason why. Great stuff from Missouri State Representative Justin Sparks and from Dr. Randy Tobler today. Subscribe to the Colombo and Katie podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss anything that happens here on the show. And keep it here for the O'Reilly Report next, followed by the Tim Jones and Chris Arp show at 4, then Larry Connors, USA at 6. Thank you so much for listening to us and supporting us here at 1019 and 941 News Talk STL.